10th. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's the last Sunday of the month, so that means it's Mission Sunday. Uh, it's BGMC Sunday, and uh, we're going to ask our kiddos and uh, Sister Faith, Brother Allen, to come this morning and to, uh, to receive our BGMC offering. And so, Faith, Allen, would you guys come on and bring the kids today, please? Make them feel welcome, would you please? Yeah. Good morning. Good to see y'all this morning. Well, today is a little bit different. We're still going to collect for BGMC this morning, but then the kids are going to go back and sit with their parents because we have a real live missionary. Instead of them just watching on a video out in the other building, they're going to get to listen and uh, hear about Taiwan from a real live missionary. So I'm excited for that. I hope y'all are too. Let me play for the offering and we'll get to it. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for the offering today for your work around the world. Lord, not only with the kids, with BGMC, Lord, um, providing so much for kids' crusades and for children's schools and feeding programs and Bible schools and so much that you do. But thank you, too, for the full-time workers like Fairy, Lord, and for all those that we partner with, Lord, that you would give provision and supply. And we thank you that you give us that opportunity to give into your works around the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Y'all come on. today. Amen. Thank you guys for your generous contributions always to BGMC. It helps our missionaries to be able to go and do the things that they do. It's just another outreach of, of ministry so that we're able to supply their needs. And so I appreciate your giving uh, and it teaches our kids at the same time about tithe and offering. And so what a blessing you are. Thank you so much. Uh, just a few real quick announcements as we get started this morning. I need my ushers to go ahead and come this morning. Prepare yourselves. Um, just a few quick announcements today. Uh, cookout tonight at 6 o'clock, Memorial Day cookout. If you have not signed up, hit the list and, and get signed up. See, uh, you know, there may be some things that we're still in need of. Uh, sign up for those things and bring them. Uh, banana pudding or homemade ice cream. Man, you know, it's homemade ice cream weather. And so that would be just... Come on, are y'all alive today? I said homemade ice cream. Okay. Um, that's always top of the list. <laughs> Amen. Um, fish fries next Friday night, this coming Friday night at 6 o'clock. $15 all-you-can-eat catfish. And so uh, come out and support our youth. All of it's for our missions fundraiser. Uh, and Kids cru Crusade's coming up on the 6th. Um, that starts at 6 o'clock as well. Today's Memorial Day. 
uh, we want to just honor our, our fallen soldiers, those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price, so that we're able to join our lives and our voices together today to worship our God. Aren't you thankful today for, for the opportunity we have to live in a country that's free today? Thank the Lord. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We want to pray today. Welcome the Lord. For those of you that are, are asking or wondering, yes, we will be receiving an offering at the end of the service today to honor our missionary. Uh, we, we want you to be able to be a blessing uh, to her. I'm excited uh, to hear from her today, and, uh, but we're going to worship the Lord before we do anything else. Father, we love you today. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. We would ask, Lord, that you'd bless this offering today. Bless the gift and the giver today, Lord. Uh, Father, I pray, build the kingdom of heaven and you be glorified because of it all. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' strong and anointed, amazing name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's worship together today.
to follow you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for all that you do to do for us, God. And thank you for what you're going to do in this service this morning, Lord. Father, we just want to praise and magnify your name. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, because he's Built on you, and I 
even when my eyes can't see And this mountain that's in front of me Will be thrown into the midst of the sea Let go of my soul and trust. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The only way we're able to say it as well is because of His faithfulness. My body might not line up with it as well. My surrounding may not always line up with it as well. But it is well with my soul because He is faithful. Come on, can you pause just for a moment today? And without the aid of any words of a song, without the aid of any music that, that might lead us a certain direction, can you just, from your own heart, from your own life, from your own relationship with Him, just lift up your heart, just lift up your life, and just begin to love on Him. Father, thank You. Thank You that You love us the way that You do. Thank you, Lord, that in spite of circumstance, in spite of situation, and in spite of things going on all around us, Lord, our declaration today can still be it as well. For you're with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You speak peace to the wind and the waves, Lord. Lord, what the enemy intends for evil, you turn for the good every time. Lord, we bless you today. God, we praise you today. God, we exalt you today. You're truly worthy, Lord. You're truly mighty, oh God. You're truly precious, oh Lord. God, we love you. Lord, how we love you. Lord, I declare today I am weak, but you're strong. Lord, I proclaim I am dumb, but you're wise. And Lord, I know and I acknowledge that I can do nothing on my own, but through Christ, I can do all things. Lord, I love you today for who you are. I love you for what you're doing in this room right now. The stirring and the moving of your Holy Spirit. Revelation knowledge today, God. Reveal yourself fresh and new, your love and your mercy. Oh God, how we praise you. Would you mind very much this morning taking your neighbor by the hand and just beginning to pray for them? Come on, throughout this building, throughout this room today, there are people who came with a need of prayer. Things have arisen in their lives today, throughout this week, and they just need a touch from the Lord. Come on, just begin to cry their name out to the Lord and begin to lift them up to God and just begin to pray for them. If you don't know what to pray for them about, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you and just begin to, to pray. Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters in this room today. I pray for my, my friends. Lord, I'm asking you that around this room this morning that, that God, you would speak life. God, you would speak life over every situation, God, over every circumstance, over every evil intention of the enemy, that, Lord God, right now, you would speak energy and strength into bodies that are, that are weak. Lord, I pray today that you would bring healing, a supernatural manifestation of your, your very presence, God, to minister healing. Every broken body, every broken heart today. God, heal the brokenhearted. Bind up those, Lord God, such as have a contrite spirit. 
Lord, leave nothing out in their lives. God, minister to them in a level and in a way that only you're able to. And God, may you be the one who receives the praise. God, may you be the one who receives the glory. Thank you, Father, for your healing virtue. Thank you for your healing power. We ask all of these things in the amazing, anointed name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of worship today. Amen. God bless you. High five about two people around you as you're seated this morning. Welcome them in the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord. Woo. Glory. Wow. Pastor's got a glory. Pastor's kind of got a big mouth on that microphone. Thank the Lord. Man, it's good to see you guys this morning. Thank you so much for being in the house of the Lord today. Um, I'm, I'm honored uh, with your presence. Uh, if you weren't here at the beginning of the service and didn't get all the announcements, let me uh, remind you and encourage you. Uh, we're having the Memorial Day cookout tonight at 6 o'clock. We invite you to come back and be a part of that. And uh, if you can't make tonight, uh, for sure don't miss out on Friday night. Uh, it's the fish fry. It's $15 for all-you-can-eat catfish. Guys, you can't go to town uh, and, and get all-you-can-eat catfish for $15. And it sure isn't going to be as good as what we're going to uh, be serving on Friday night, and so, and I'm positive that it won't go for missions, and so uh, for a missions trip that our youth are going to be taking, and so please come and be a part of that. Uh, there's, I think, still some need of some potatoes and some beans and things like that, and uh, so uh, somebody asked me this last week, Pastor, am I supposed to fry the potatoes? Am I supposed to cook the beans? No, uh, if you'll just bring them to us uh, in their natural state, you know, still in the ground. <laughs> Brother Chasen will have dish dish soap fingers, and he will will cook all those. And uh, he's he's going to be the the chief cook. Uh, he's got to be the chief sampler. I'm sure of that. If if there's going to be fish that are going to be fried, I'm sure Chasen's going to be in the middle of it, sampling all of it. So uh, come out Friday night and and be a part of that. Uh, and if you've got some kiddos, we we've got all of our young people in the room with us right now, and uh, we're excited to have them. They're normally in children's church on a Sunday morning, but uh, we're excited to have them to hear Miss Ferry speak here in just a few moments, uh, but I want to invite all the kiddos uh, coming up on the 6th of, of this month. We start uh, that Monday night. We're kicking off Kids Crusade, and so uh, we want all the kiddos to come out. If you've got friends, bring them. It's going to be a lot of fun. I understand there's some time travel involved in Kids Crusade this year, and so uh, you guys might want to come and be a part of that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, so you guys come out. Adults, we will be having Kids Crusade that Wednesday night and so you're welcome to come uh, and watch uh, our youth are going to be putting on the crusade and so uh, they're going to do an outstanding job and so we invite you to come and be a part of that uh, just come and support them and let them know how proud you are of them we like to take the last Sunday of the month always and observe Mission Sunday. We like to remind you of your missions giving and, and uh, where your proceeds go and the support that it makes, the difference that it makes, and the, the lives of the people that you're, that you're supporting, that you're helping. Uh, we always take our last Sunday and, and focus on BGMC with our children. Uh, but what I like to do occasionally is, is bring in a, a true live missionary. 
Uh, that's, what, that's the way Miss Faith announced it, a true live missionary, live and in person. Um, I'm honored to have Miss Ferry Ryder with us this morning. As Faith had mentioned before, she's a missionary to Taiwan. Uh, I'm excited to hear uh, with all the things that are going on in the world today, with, with the, the news reports of, of the things happening in China versus Taiwan and things of that nature, I, I just want Miss Ferry to come and to share her heart. She's going to share uh, the love of Jesus with us and, and her work that's going on there. And so would you please join me this morning? Put your hands together and make welcome Miss Ferry Ryder. Thank you, Pastor Craig. It's wonderful to be back here with you in Lone Grove. I'm excited to be able to share with you what you're doing overseas and what you're doing in the nation of Taiwan. But before I do that, I just uh, want to say how blessed I am from this church. This church blesses me in many ways. And not only have you blessed me monthly as you continue to support me, but from the very beginning, before I ever stepped foot on the island of Taiwan, this church had a shower for me. And I still have a lot of those things that this church gave me in a shower, dishes and all kinds of stuff that this church did for me. And I will never forget the sacrifices that you made for me. And when I pull those things out, I still remember Lone Grove and how what a blessing it was to be here at that time. I don't know how many of you were here back then. Uh, it's, I've been on the field now 28 years. So some of you were not here at that time, but it has been a blessing um, for, for not only in these ways that you give monthly, and, but that you pray. Prayer makes all the difference in the world. Amen. Okay. Now I know who the prayers are. Yeah. Amen. Uh, only people who pray will say amen. Yeah. Because the, those of you not praying, you don't believe that. That's why you didn't say Amen. If you believe in prayer, you pray. If you believe prayer makes a difference, you pray. If you don't, you just go along your business and hope for the best. That's, oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to be preaching right now. I'm supposed to be saying thank you. Thank you for all that you have done. Really, thank you. And when you give to BGMC, BGMC is so important in the ministry that we do in Taiwan especially. It's important in all missionaries, ministries, but for us in Taiwan especially important because we do children's ministry in Taiwan, and it's one of our main focuses that we do. And BGMC supplies everything, all, all of our equipment, all of our puppets, our stage, our, our everything that you can imagine, BGMC absolutely provides. And now BGMC has has been providing us with the means of recording music in Mandarin Chinese, which we've already done our first set of songs. We're getting ready to do the second set of songs. And all of this has been paid for with BGMC funds. Why is this important? Why do we need to make recordings? Is it because we want everybody to hear our voices? No, it's because we need this music to be in Mandarin Chinese so that we can win those that speak the language of Mandarin, which is one fourth of this world's population. One-fourth of the world speaks Mandarin Chinese. And it's hard to believe that. It's hard to imagine because we live here in America. We live here in Oklahoma. I grew up in Tecumseh, Oklahoma. So I know what it's like to grow up in a rural area. I know what it's like to, to not even think about the other side of the world. But there are one, there's one-fourth of this world that still needs to hear about Jesus, right? There are people that have not yet heard about Jesus in the language that they can understand. So I appreciate BGMC and what they provide. I appreciate Speed the Light because we can 
cannot go out and go to the schools like we do because one of the things that we do is we go into the public schools. This is unique for us in Taiwan and being able to go into the public schools and be able to present the gospel to the to the students in the public schools. And now we've been able to do that for two million students in the nation of Taiwan. Now we need your help. That sounds like a lot, but it's not when you consider that Taiwan has 23 million people that live there. And yet it's only one fifth the size of the state of Oklahoma. So that will show you how many people are all concentrated in such a small place. And then you take that one fifth of the size of the state of Oklahoma, you add mountains to it, make it two thirds mountain and only one thirds plain. And you can see that we are all crowded up there together. And yet all of these people need Jesus. All of these people need to hear the gospel in a way that they can understand. So I thank you for helping us get there through Speed the Light, through the vehicles that are provided. This year will be my year when I go back to purchase a new vehicle to be able to travel. And so I thank you, young people. I thank you, everybody that supports Speed the Light, because I need your help. Uh, the vehicle that I have now is 16 years old. And I need a new vehicle to be able to travel around to the schools. And also, Speed the Light has provided for us a recording studio. The recording studio that we use in Taiwan is paid for with Speed the Light funds from both Oklahoma and the Arkansas district. They went together and built this recording studio. And, and also, I, I just want to say thank you because the sound equipment and stuff that we use when we travel were paid for with Speed the Light funds. Women's Ministries does so much for me, too, because Women's Ministries is that ministry that you can count on. When, when you have one of those strange projects or you have something that nobody else wants to touch or they don't know, where does that fall? What are you doing that for? And you call up women's ministries and you say, I need your help. And, and women's ministries have always been good to step in and help. Yes, they do provide our housing. Uh, like they'll, they'll provide things for housing. Like, thank God they provide a bed to sleep on. My first term, I slept on an air mattress. And I'm thankful every day today I have a mattress. Honestly, as I get older, can I get a witness? As I get older, you need a mattress, don't you, to sleep on, to be able to get around. And I, I appreciate that so much, women's ministries. Life for the Lost. Life for the Lost provides the funds that does all the printing for the books that we hand out to all the kids as we hand out the gospel, as we hand out literature. So all of these things together make a difference. Just like our superintendent, he's been preaching to us recently about the theme for Oklahoma this year is better together. And we are better together in all of these areas. In missions, we are better as we work together, as, as Light for the Lost, Speed the Light, Women's Ministries, BGMC, as we all get together and work together, we can accomplish so much for the kingdom of heaven. So one of the things uh, that we do besides going into the schools, we also do crusades out on the streets. We do crusades in the hospitals. We do crusades in churches. We do crusades wherever they allow us to go and preach the gospel. And thank God that in Taiwan, we are free to preach the gospel. Whereas in mainland China, they have not yet got that freedom where they can preach the gospel. And, and let me tell you, we need to value the freedoms that we have. We need to value the freedom that we have in Taiwan even, because we, we've got to work and we work every day as if it's the last day that we can work because we don't know. And the Bible teaches us that we must work while it's day because the night is coming when no man can work. And so we have to do what we can do right now. We cannot wait. And that's why when pastors say, when are you going back? I always answer as soon as I can.
because it's the truth. We, we've got to get back on the field. And, and even though right now with COVID going on, the things that are happening with COVID and Taiwan is being uh, ravished with COVID right now because they shut down for so long and kept the people from coming in, kept COVID from coming in. Now they're allowing people to get COVID in Taiwan. It, it doesn't, that doesn't sound right, does it? But you know what I mean. They're allowing people in, <laughs> allowing you to get COVID. Okay, you want to get COVID, go ahead. No, it's not like that. I mean, they're letting people, more people into the, to the country. And for doing that, people are automatically getting COVID, but they're getting the lighter version of it. So because of that, though, uh, Taiwan is still very cautious about allowing the big groups to group together. So pray with us that that's going to be opened back up as we start the new school year, that we're going to be able to gather the kids back together and be able to present the gospel again. Another thing that we do is kids camp. And in kids camp on the summers, to me, that is my favorite part because we write the programs and not only that, we get to be with the kids. We get to pray with the kids. We get to see them, their lives change. We get to see them filled with the Holy Ghost. We get to see them called into the ministry. And that is, to me, the, the funnest part of everything is getting to see lives change. I've been there so long now that I can actually uh, tell you and show you, I guess I could have brought pictures even, and show you those that we ministered to as kids when I first went who now stand on the stage and minister to the kids themselves. And that's what it's about. It's so exciting when you've been in ministry for a while where you see these babes grow up in the kingdom of God and begin to reach others. That's what the goal is. But please pray for us in Taiwan. Please continue to pray. We need more laborers in the harvest. We need, not only do we need missionaries in Taiwan, um, and, and I say this, <laughs> We have three missionary units in Taiwan that speak Mandarin. Three. Uh, one is retiring this summer. One is, le is leaving for the Philippines and to study for two years. And one is standing on this stage. So we need people, we need missionaries to come and learn a very difficult language and be willing to reach a people that need Jesus. So pray, pray the Lord of the harvest, but not only that, pray that he will raise up laborers from Taiwan because it's so much faster that way. Get people already speak Mandarin to get in there and, and, and to preach the gospel. And we need, we need those, like I said, we need more of those that I've talked about that stand on the stage and preach. We need more. So please pray that God will raise up laborers in the harvest. I know, um, Many times as I come and I share and I go from church to church to church and I'll share the same thing over and over and over again. Many times I say, Lord, don't let me forget. Don't let me get so where it's so routine that I forget the cost. That I forget the price that you paid. Not the price we're paying. A lot of people say, wow, uh, you sacrifice so much. No, Jesus, he sacrificed. He sacrificed everything that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And all we get to do is the privilege of telling others you can have this life and have it more abundantly. No one sacrifices more than our Lord. No one. And so may the Lord remind us today, may he remind us of, of 
what he has done that we can have this life. Not this life here, but the life that goes beyond here. A life that's full of peace and joy and freedom. In Taiwan right now, many people ask me, what's the situation like? And I'm kind of hesitant to talk about it because uh, I don't think unless you're there, you'll truly understand. Um, But I'm going to try to do my Oklahoma way of describing what it's like. It's like being told a tornado's coming. What do we do as Oklahomans? Do we panic? No. Why do we not panic? We, we get it all the time. This is, what, this is what it's like in Taiwan. Because for the whole time that I've been there, uh, China has always threatened Taiwan, always. They've always said they're going to come over and they're going to take over. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But we do what we do as Oklahomans because we know, yes, there is a possibility a tornado can really hit our home. We understand that. So what do we do? We prepare. We pray. Right? And we trust God. And we do what we need to do. Right? But we don't panic. And we don't live in fear. We don't let fear control us. And that's the way it is in Taiwan. We know what the the threat is. We know that it's real. We know that they're big. We know they have a huge military. But at the same time, we understand that we can only do so much. Our trust has to be in God. Can't be in anything else. And that's what we preach. Our trust has to be in God. And I appreciate so much what was shared today. And, and I'm going to have to be careful. I'm going to get into my message too quick. But I just feel like the Lord has already prepared. gone. He always says, I go before you. And I believe that the Lord has gone before us today in preparing hearts and lives for what he's going to say this morning through the worship as the, the worship leaders were led by the Holy Spirit. I believe that, that God is going to speak to us along these lines today. But before that, I want you to see what you've been doing in the nation of Taiwan. As you watch this video, in the beginning, you're going to see a lot of white faces. Now, the reason you see a lot of white faces is because not, not because there are people in Taiwan are white, white-faced, but because we have uh, Life Fellowship from Weatherford comes often to Taiwan to help us in the schools to do crusades. So you're going to see the school crusades and a lot of Life Fellowship workers in the beginning. Then you're going to see trainers, the ones that do the training. I feel so bad that Linda was not able to be here. I told Pastor, I said, I'm so excited Linda's going to get to be here with me again here in Lone Grove, and she's going to be able to share and everything. But Linda had to fly back to Taiwan this past week. So she wasn't able to be with me, but she's one of my trainers and uh, one of my co-workers. She's worked with me for 23 years and she is uh, back in Taiwan right now doing business <laughs> for for our government. Government has changed some laws and she had to go back and deal with all that since she's on the board of trustees for the American Assemblies of God. And also uh, what I wanted to say is at the end, you're going to see my favorite part, kids camp. And that's where we see these lives changed. Thank you.
Jesus is our hope. 
He is the way, He is the truth and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by Him. If we preach with eloquent words and in ways that people are drawn to, but yet we don't preach Jesus. We've missed the whole message, the whole point. We have to preach the cross of Christ because that is our hope, that is our salvation. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God. It is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to everyone who believes. But that's the key, belief, to believe. What does it mean to believe? What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to truly trust God, to truly follow God, to truly live for God? When I was a little girl, we used to sing the song often. It was an old hymn called Living by Faith in Jesus Above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. Right? What did that mean to live by faith? When I heard that song, Pastor, when I was a kid, I used to think, oh, Lord, please don't let me have to live by faith. And then God calls me to be a missionary. And I was like, Lord, no, I'm kidding about that part. But when, what I'm talking about is when I was a kid, I used to think, when you think of living by faith, what do you think? You think you've got to be poor. You've got to have nothing. You know, poor, sick, all these things. That's how you live by faith. Well, there are some truth to that in the sense of this is that, that when, when, you, when do you need faith? Is when you can't see. When you can't feel, when you can't touch, when you have no other way, when you can't solve the problem yourself, you need faith. You need faith in God. You need to live by faith. So what does it mean to live by faith? There's so many different kinds of faith that the Bible speaks of. You have natural faith. that Everybody has natural faith. I mean, you're sitting down because you have natural faith, because you believe in the, the pew that you're sitting in. We, we are told that we need to, we need to guard our faith. What kind of faith is he talking about when you say guard your faith? It's our defining faith. It's what we believe, right? It's the faith. Can you say what you believe? When somebody asks you, why do you have that hope within you? Why do you smile when everything's going wrong? Why is it that you have a peace that passes all understanding? Can you tell them why? That's that defining faith. If you can tell them why, and it stands, that faith that will, will not change with the waves and the winds and all the different opinions that go on today. It's that faith that is built where? On God's word and nothing else, right? God's word. There's a gift of faith that God gives to people for certain moments, for certain times, to pray for individuals, to believe that God can do a miracle in their life. There is that gift of faith that doesn't come to everybody. But what does it truly mean to live by faith? Well, in Hebrews chapter 11, we all know that that is the faith chapter. That is like the hall of fame for faith, right? This is all the people that live by faith. And yet when you read about all these people who lived and who walked by faith, it'll scare you to death. Scare the life out of you. When you see what, 
what they had to go through to have that title of living by faith. The things they had to face in life, the things they had to walk through, and yet they kept their faith. And when you look at living by faith, how do we know if we are truly living by faith or if we are just saying that we live by faith? How do we know? Yeah, the word. The word tells us everything. And the word is also what builds our faith. The word of God is so important. And, and, and can I just tell you this? I, I mean, I was in Bible quiz when I was, uh, I believe in Bible quiz, by the way. And right now, Bible quiz has suffered in Oklahoma. But I'm just going to throw it right out there. Uh, I, was on the, I was on the 1982 national champion Bible quiz team from Oklahoma. But I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why we won nationals. Is because we memorized God's word. We memorized his word. We did not memorize questions. We memorized his word from start to finish. The first book I ever memorized was the book of Matthew. Chapter 1 through chapter 28. And, and then I could go on and tell you all these books, but it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm lifting myself up. I'm not. What I'm trying to say to you is this. If there's anything that has grounded me in life, it is knowing God's word. There is nothing else greater than knowing God's word. You want to build your life on something that will never pass away, it's God's word. If you want something that will comfort you in the middle of the night when you are facing all kinds of difficulty, it's God's word. Last night in the middle of the night, I get a phone call from my twin sister. Pray now, fairy, pray. Her daughter's on the way to the hospital to give, have birth. Give a baby. Pray now. Have a baby. Pray now. But I can tell you that in those moments, the word of God just comes flooding my mind. The word of God that gives that peace. The word of God that gives that stability. The word of God that keeps us grounded when so many things are going wrong. When so many things are happening. So yes, God's word is number one. And you need to know God's word. You need to hide God's word in your heart. And if you're a kid, I challenge you, I challenge you, I challenge you to do more than what people think you can do. You can do more than what people think you can do. You can do so much more. You can memorize. Don't, don't let people think that you can't. You can learn all of God's word if you want to. You can memorize it. You can put it in your heart. Teenagers, you are not too old. And come on, parents, grandparents, let's be an example. Let's be an example. Put God's word in your heart that you might not sin against God because this is what will change our life. This is, this is what we're missing. Our, our young people, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but our young people, you're going to school. God bless you for your stand. But let me tell you, how do you know what to say if you don't have God's word in your life? How do you know what you believe? They'll beat you upside the head. You got to know why you believe what you believe. Paul said that you've got to be able to give an answer why you believe. What's the hope within you? And it's important to get that word of God in your, in your heart and your life. It's great to worship. I'm all about worship. In fact, I teach worship in the Bible school in Taiwan. And in fact, I believe in it with all of my heart. But you can't just worship. You need to put God's word in your heart and your life. You need to know it. You need to live it. You need to walk according to it. 
and then you will see God do amazing things because God is faithful to his word. He's, the, the word of God tells us heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. If you want something that's going to be stable, that's going to be with you 24-7, it's God's word. They can't take it from you. They can take a book from you, but they can't take God's word from you. If you got it in your heart, if you got it in your mind, amen? And, and so what is living faith? How do you know if you're living by faith? If you're living by faith, you still believe even though you don't see. Amen? How many of you love that new song, Waymaker? Right? Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working, right? That's what it's all about. I may not feel. <laughs> and a lot of times I don't feel. Come on. A lot of times we don't feel it. But that's not what I base everything on. I don't base it on feeling. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for, a certain of what we cannot see. Amen? That is what faith is. Have you ever seen Jesus? No. And yet you still believe in him. And that's why Jesus said, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Have not seen and yet have believed blessed. You are blessed today. You are blessed because you believe in the one that you have not yet laid your eyes upon. And if you believe and you don't see, you are living by faith. If you obey when you don't yet understand, you are living by faith. <laughs> when God called me to be a missionary at the age of 15 years old at a discipleship camp, can I tell you, after I found out where Taiwan was and what they ate, I thought God made a big mistake. Or I made the big mistake listening. To, listening, I was like, okay, Lord, you don't make mistakes. Maybe I made a mistake. You know, because I hate Chinese food. I was like, I cannot stand Chinese food. My mother loved Chinese food. And when I was a teenager, my mom used to drag me to Chinese restaurants, kicking and screaming. Oh, and I would say, Mom, I hate this food. I hate this food. And when God called me to Taiwan, I didn't know where it was. So when I said yes, I had no idea what I was saying yes to and where I was going to go. And yet, and yet I still said yes. I said, Lord, I'll go. But how many, you know, like what I said to you before is God goes before you. He created you. He already knows what you're able to do. He already knows where you're supposed to be. He knows what you're supposed to be doing. And you know what he did? He prepared the way and I got there and I love the food. As you can tell, I love the food. The food in Taiwan is nothing like the food you have here in the Chinese restaurants. Please don't take me to a Chinese restaurant here. Yes, please don't. It's not the same kind of food. But what I'm saying is obedience when you don't yet understand, even when you question, just like Abraham when God told him to go sacrifice the son that God promised him. God gave it to him. That seems so strange that God would ask for such a sacrifice. And yet Abraham said, I will do what you call me to do. I will do what you tell me to do, no matter what it is. When you don't understand, when you don't understand what God is doing, what God is up to, if you are still doing that, if you are following God, even when you don't understand, that's what it's all about. And then number three, giving when I would rather keep it. And I'm not just talking about money here. <laughs> Some people, they, oh, here comes a missionary. She's going to talk about money. She just wants our money. No, this is not what the word of God is talking about. And this is not what I'm, I'm saying to you today. It's not just about money. Giving. How many of you know that your time is more valuable than your money? Yes. 
Your time is so much more valuable than your money. Why? You can make more money, but you can't make more time. When your time is gone, it's gone. So when somebody gives you their time, they're giving you something of themselves that they can never get back. And that is so valuable. And that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to love as he loved. He calls us to give as he gives, which is everything. And so when we give of ourselves, even when we're tired, even when we may feel like we don't understand where this person is coming from, we still give. We still give of our time. Why? Because that's living by faith. God, you want me to speak to this person? I'm going to speak to him. You want me to love this person? I'm going to love them. Lord, you want me to give to them? I'm going to give to them. Why? Because faith is an action. Faith is not just about what we say. Too many people can get up and sing on Sunday about faith, but they can't live it during the week. Because faith is an action. James said, he said, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. I will show you my faith by what I do, not by what I say. If you want to know if I believe, watch what I, way, the way I live. Watch what I do. And then you'll know if I truly have faith. Because when we truly have faith, we give even when we'd rather keep it. And don't act like you wouldn't rather keep it. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest about it. And then the next thing is, if, if you are persisting when you don't feel like it, <laughs> going forward when you don't feel, praise God for those of you that are here this morning. May God bless you. You could have stayed home. You could have been in bed this morning, and some of you felt like staying in bed. I know that. I, I know you did, but you're here because you believe. You're living by faith. When we keep going, even when we don't feel like it. We had a young man in, in Taiwan. His name is June. And June came to kids camp. And, and this is a very long story. I'm going to try to make it as short as I can. But my coworker, Linda, is one of the, she is the greatest witness I know in Taiwan. And she has found a great way to witness, and it's through badminton. She plays professionally. How many of you know that too many of us have only Christian friends. The older we get, our circle gets smaller, and we have only Christian friends. We don't reach out to anybody else. We don't find out what's going on in our, around us and even our neighbors. We've already won them all to God, so where, what are we going now? So the Lord dealt with Linda a few years ago and said, you know, you need to get out there where the people are. And she joined a badminton club, never played badminton in her life until she was 35. And badminton is very popular in Taiwan. In fact, uh, badminton is one of the main sports and competitions in Taiwan. She was 35 when she started to play. And of course, in the beginning, she started to lose. And then she started to win. And what happens when you win? People start coming over. You start wearing gold medals around your neck. People start asking questions. So this is what was happening with Linda. People started gathering around her. They were like, hey, what school did you play in when you were in elementary? I never played when I was in elementary. I, I didn't start till I was 35. What? Because most of professional badminton players have played since they were in elementary school. And so this was a big draw. And just to make, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to make a long story short, just to tell you that uh, we, she became friends with a lot of these professional badminton players. And so she decided, you know, uh, this is the way that I can win people to Jesus 
is through bad men because most of them don't know Jesus. So one, the very first time she invited any of them to church was a, at Christmas time. And so she, she invited them to come for Christmas and they came. And the amazing thing is, is after we shared the gospel, you know what they did? They accepted the gospel. They responded to the gospel right away. They responded to the gospel, never heard anything like it. Because you see, in Taiwan, you have to understand the culture in Taiwan. And you have to understand the way that they grow up. In Taiwan, most of the people are Buddhist and Taoist. They do worship in the sense of they worship idols. And they worship in the sense of they, they offer food, they offer money. They, they do all of these things. But they do it with a totally different reason than why we worship. See, we come here today because we love the Lord. And we are so grateful for everything that he's done in our life. And we just want to love and to hear from him. We want to love him and hear from him. And we come to worship him. They go for one reason and one reason only is because they don't want the gods to come after them and attack them. They go for fear. Fear is the number one motivation for everything. Then they come into a church or they come into a situation or one-on-one -on -one you may be talking to them and you tell them, you know the God who created you, he loved you so much that he gave his son. His son came and died for you so you could have life everlasting. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to offer food. You don't have to offer money. You don't have to offer anything. You just have to receive. You have to believe. You have to receive. And you can receive Jesus. Well, they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Well, this, this what God is doing in Taiwan is just amazing. I, I know I'm living in the last days. You know how I know I'm living in the last days? The Presbyterian pastors are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Presbyterian pastors are getting filled with the Holy Ghost in Taiwan right now. And, and I believe a lot of it has to do with Linda. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you why. It's because Linda came here and got filled with the Holy Ghost at kids camp. She went back to Taiwan and began to share with her Presbyterian friends that she went to the seminary with and told them how God had filled her with the Holy Ghost because when she was praying for somebody, that girl was slain in the spirit and began to speak Mandarin Chinese. And when that girl spoke Mandarin Chinese, then she got that hunger for the Holy Spirit. God baptized her in the Holy Ghost. She went back to Taiwan. And when she was in Taiwan, she began to share with her friends who are now becoming pastors in the Presbyterian Church. And now they're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And we're seeing God do great things. We are living in the last days. And Jesus said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Amen. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Amen. It, and and Jesus is doing that today all over this world. The Spirit of God is moving. And so you look at what is happening right now, you, uh, happening everywhere. And June, I, I, I forgot to tell you his story, didn't I? Okay. I went, I was, I was telling him, I was telling him about the badminton and all the people. And can I tell you another thing that just blew my mind? Because Linda got me involved in badminton because she thought it helped me lose weight, but... We have not been successful to this day. But anyway, I did get involved playing badminton, which has enabled me to also get close to the, the same friends and to be able to talk to them about the Lord and, and different things. And so we were in a competition right before I came back here. We went to a ladies' competition. It was all ladies. Just more of a fellowship competition. It wasn't a real competition. And we were there. And, and I'm in a certain, t I'm on a team. She's on a team. We're all lined up. Everybody's all lined up. We're getting ready to start. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I've never seen this before, 
they stop everything and say, we're going to pray. I was like, who are they praying to? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, did you? And sure enough, they start praying, and in the name of Jesus. They did not pray in any other name. They started praying in the name of Jesus. And the Lord is moving by his spirit. And people are coming to know Jesus Christ. And, and so Satan's mad. We know he's mad. He doesn't want people to come to know Jesus. In fact, you know, a lot of people think, oh, Satan's attacking me. He's trying to kill me. He's trying to kill my body. He, he's not trying to kill your body. He doesn't care about your body. Satan doesn't want your money. Satan doesn't want your relationships. Satan wants you. He wants your faith. He's trying to take your faith. That's what he's after. See, if he can go through your, your health or he can go through your family or he can go through your job to get your faith, that's what he's trying to get. Because if you keep your faith and you lose everything else, you have everything you need. But if you have all the wealth in the world and you don't have your faith, Jesus said it. Why, why, why? why are you worried about the one that can destroy your body? Why are you worried about him? He's nothing. Worry about the one that can cast both your body and your soul into hell. Jesus said, when I return to earth, will there still be faith? Will there still be people that believe? Because that's what Satan's after. He's, he's, he's trying to steal your faith. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. The faith of the people are being shaken today. Why? Because that's what Satan is after. Corey Ten Boom said, if you look at this world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. Why? Because he's the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was laid before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Hallelujah. For the joy that was laid before him, he endured the cross, and he despised the shame. He said, I don't care what you give me on this earth. It doesn't matter because I know where I'm going. I know what I have, the glory that will be revealed. And Paul said the same thing. He said, I'm persecuted. I have been distressed. All these things have happened to me, but... <laughs> is nothing in compared to the glory that I will receive. Amen. Get your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Get your eyes on Jesus. I forgot to tell you about June again, didn't I? Wow. I, I go on these, the people tell me I go off on these rabbit hunts or something. What do they call those rabbit, uh, rabbit trails or something? But anyway, anyway, so June, he's this little boy. He comes, I, I told you all that about Linda to say this. June's mother played badminton. So Linda got to know June through badminton and his, the mother. So she invited him to come to kids camp because she met him through badminton. He came to kids camp, gave his life to Jesus Christ. And then he went home and got a horrible blood disease. And this blood disease is the type that if you get cut, you, you can't stop the bleeding. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it was horrible. And he he got that kind of disease, and he bruised really easily. So he was told, you can never play sports. There were so many regulations on him, things he couldn't do. And he was in a lot of pain. And they couldn't get, they couldn't get the IV in him. His veins were just not working right. There were so many things happening. And he looked at his mother, and he said, Mom, he said, I believe in Jesus. And I believe that Jesus can help me. You call Ferry and Linda. 
And so we went to the hospital. We went by faith. We prayed by faith. And he still wasn't healed. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we pray by faith. It's not because you don't have enough faith. Here's where the trust comes in. And here June impressed me so much that he trusted God through the pain, through everything, all that had happened to him. To make a long story short, because of all this that he's went through, his parents came to know Jesus. And then, and then, God touched his life, touched his body. To make a long story short, I don't have time to tell you everything, but then God touched his body. Today, he's able to play basketball and able to do all those things. You know, this is, this is that persistent faith that says, Lord, just like Job said, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. And so then it's also, do you praise God before you receive it? You know, last night, let me tell you, in the middle of the night, I was praying for my niece because what happened, they sent her home and then she had to go right back to the hospital and all these things were going on and all this confusion and I, I was praying and then at the end I thought, well, I don't have anything else to pray about and the Lord just spoke to me and said, well, then start praying, praising and I did. I just started praising Jesus. Before you know what's happening. Did you know she had the baby so quick that the, the doctor didn't get there? The nurse had to deliver that baby. And I was praising God this whole time. You know, this is what, you know, sometimes we, we've got to just begin to trust God to the point that, Lord, I believe you can do it, and I'm going to thank you for it, and I'm going to praise you for it. And the final thing I want to say is do you trust him even when you don't get it? Because Hebrews chapter 11 said, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. There are some things we will not receive in this life. There are some things we will not see in this life. But do you still trust him? Do you still follow him? Do you still serve him? Even though you don't feel it, even though you don't see it, even though sometimes you don't understand it. Dr. David Jeremiah, he said he often asked people this question, and maybe you've heard this question. If you were going ice fishing in the mountains, okay, would you rather have a little bit of faith in a section of ice four feet thick, a little bit of faith in a section of ice four feet thick, or a, a great amount of faith in a section of ice one inch thick. Which would you rather have? One more time. Would you rather have a little bit of faith in a section of ice four feet thick, or would you rather have great faith in a section of ice one inch thick? And he said to his surprise, a lot of people say, I want God to give me great faith. I want to be a person of great faith. And yet Jesus never called us to be a person of great faith. He called us to be a person of faith. And he says, if you have the faith of a, of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And it shall happen unto you. That's what he said. He said, that's all you got to have is the, it's just this much faith. Hey, be free, people. Be free. Stop putting the burden on yourself. Stop saying, I got to be. I got to be. It's not about you. It's about who you put your faith in. 
It's not about how much faith you have. It's about where you put your faith. Are you putting your faith in a God that's only this big? Are you putting your faith in a God that is greater than this universe? Because if your faith is in a God that is greater in the, in the, than this universe, let me tell you what. You could speak to the mountains, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and it shall happen to you. Not because you have great faith, but because you serve a great God. And it is all about Him, who He is. He is faithful. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is the rock on which we stand. He is the refuge on which we in which we hide. And he is the one that will deliver you. He is our healer. He is our help. And so where do you put your faith? It's not about how big your faith is. It's about where your faith is. Come on. Come on, church. Where is your faith today? Do you serve a living God? Do you serve the one true and living God? Do you serve the God that is greater than anything that can do the impossible? Because if you do, you don't have to have a lot of faith. You just have to put it in him. Just put your faith in him today, amen? I'm going to sing this song as we end. Speak to the mountains. Because this, is, this to, has become my theme song for this year. Why? Because God's been speaking to me. No matter what happens in the future, Fairy, no matter what's going on with Taiwan, what's going on with China, no matter what's happening, let me tell you, I'm with you. I am with you. And let me tell you, the Bible tells us greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials. It doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. In fact, I, I, I was telling one of my friends the other day, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll tell you, I was speaking in a women's ministries thing about a few weeks ago, and I was throwing up the whole time. I was speaking. doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. Even if you're doing God's will, sometimes you're going to get sick. But I can tell you, God... God is with you. He is greater, and he will, he will bring you through with victory and peace. Amen? Amen. should I worry when giants come calling my name? Cause my God is so much bigger than troubles I face. Amen. Hallelujah. And why should I hunger for power or riches or fame? When my God is so much better than all of these things So I won't be shaken And I won't be moved Cause my God is faithful His promise is true So I speak He's better, he's stronger, he's greater than you. Hallelujah. My enemies scatter, cause they know the battle is done. Hallelujah. 
Cause my God is stronger The victory it's already won Hallelujah Why is it won today? It's won because He died for my ransom But He rose up on the third day God is greater than death. to you, you will keep. What we have committed unto you, Lord, you will keep. Lord, we don't have to take it back with us today. <laughs> we can leave it with you, Jesus. And know, God, that you have everything under control in our lives. Every mountain that we face, every difficulty that we have, Lord Jesus, you are in control because you are Lord of our lives. So we thank you for that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. 
I pray, God, that your peace that passes all understanding would fill their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that you provide all their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I pray, Lord, as they seek first your kingdom and its righteousness, everything that they have need of will be added unto them. And, Father God, I pray for the, if there's anybody here that doesn't have that personal relationship with you, that today, oh God, they will make that decision to put that faith in you. Lord, even though they don't understand, even though they can't see, even though maybe even now they don't feel, but they choose to believe that you are the son of God, that you died for them. And they acknowledge their need of you. They acknowledge their need to change. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that by your spirit, you would open their spiritual eyes that they can see and their spiritual ears to hear. Oh, Lord, oh, may within them, Lord, may they have that sense, Lord, Lord, that you have brought them here today for this moment, for this time, for their life to be changed. In the name of Jesus, we come against the enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy, and we try to distract, and we bind them in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. Lord Jesus, you are in control. You are, you are Lord over this place and over our lives, and we ask that the will of the Father be done in this place as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus. And I want to give this opportunity right now if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior don't leave this place without letting your life be changed by him because he came he died he rose again and he did it all for you that you could have life and have it more abundantly and right now he offers you that opportunity so if you're here today and you have not yet accepted Jesus as your personal Savior but you want to you want to know him you want him to come into your life you're willing to confess your sin you're willing to turn from your sin and follow him you are willing to give him control of your life if that's you just lift your hand right now I want to pray for you is there anybody that will lift their hand and say I want to accept Jesus as my personal Savior I thank you I thank you Lord for your grace I thank you for your mercy because Lord you are faithful you said if we have sinned we should come to you Lord and as we come to you you are faithful and just you will forgive us of our sin cleanse us from all unrighteousness so if you need forgiveness today you can find it only in one place and that's at the cross of Jesus that's at the cross of Jesus. So if you need Jesus today, just lift your hand where I can see it, and I'm going to pray for you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you're going to do. I believe in miracles right now. I believe, God, that you're going to perform miracles in people's hearts and lives, not because somebody needs to be seen, but because you always confirm your word with signs and wonders following. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, those that are in sick and body today, we are believing leaving for healing. Those that are in need of a financial miracle today, God, only you, only you can do a miracle. Lord, we can figure out things on our own, but only you can do a miracle. So we're asking you to do a miracle today in those that are in need. Lord, we believe it. We believe it right now. We believe it. You are faithful. You are faithful to your word. Lord, you are faithful to do what you said you would do. You will finish. You will finish, Lord, what you have begun. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, right now for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your assurance. And thank you for your acknowledgement, God, of what you're doing through your word. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Ferry.
God bless you guys as you're seated. Dennis, Julie, would you guys come help pastor this morning, please? Wow. Wow. That's the kind of missionary you like to have, amen. It's a lady after my own heart. I appreciate her passion, man. I appreciate, I appreciate her ministry so very much. You've heard your pastor say on countless occasions that I'm a believer and is sowing into good soil. Um, if you're going to plant a seed, you plant it in good soil. You don't plant it in something that, uh, that's not going to produce a harvest. I, I believe sowing into this ministry is planting into good, good soil. And uh, so I'm going to ask the ushers to come. Gentlemen, come please this morning. Prepare yourselves once again. If you're making out a, a check this morning, you want to just make it to the church. We'll receive uh, just one offering and, and uh, just write that one check for, for Miss Ferry today. Miss Ferry, your blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Father, we love you uh, this day. We thank you so much for, for the challenging word of faith that our sisters brought to us today. The opportunity, Lord, for souls to be one. And God, just the, the, the strength and the, the authority that, that she spoke your word with. Father, I pray such blessings over her ministry. And I, I pray, God, that you put her right back to where she desires to be uh, doing that work that you've called her to do. God, from, from such a young age, you anointed her, you equipped her, you imparted wisdom into her. Now, Lord God, we, we want to be a part in seeing her do the work that you've called her to do. Bless this offering, Lord, and may it meet her every need. And may you be the one who receives the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you in your giving today.